Hello, and welcome to Weed and Grub. looking at a cannabis consultant, Mike. You're a cannabis consultant? I got a credit. What does that mean? A friend of mine is making a film and she asked me if I could like give some advice and I did and now I get a credit on a movie. On a movie? Mm-hmm. Congratulations. I'm so excited. It's in production right now so I'm, I guess I'm probably not allowed to say much more about it but when it comes out you better believe that I will be shouting it out all over the place. I was so excited to just like weigh in on the script. It's a very funny script. It's a very funny concept and um yeah, I like consulted. That's so cool. I feel was like, was yeah. it like the accuracy? Is it a weed movie that has is weed a main character in it? Yes. Yeah, it centers around a, a dinner party, an infused dinner party, and it's very funny. <laughs> That's so great. <clears throat> yeah, it was really neat. I was really excited to be asked, and um, yeah, I, I really don't know what I'm allowed to say about it right now. So don't I say much. <laughs> I won't say anything else. But I was just like so stoked, and I had a great time doing it, and. Um, I don't know. I was like, is this is this like a new a new side uh, income that I could like I could actually consult on things? Maybe absolutely. I I got a DM on uh, LinkedIn from a, a producer of a show, and I got all excited, thinking that they wanted to hit me up for that, and then it turned out to be like some something totally different and totally boring. And I was like, damn it! So <laughs> I know that like there are people who like do consult on on shows for you know cannabis knowledge, and I was like, that's pretty neat to be asked. That so. is really neat, and uh, LinkedIn. Seems to be the move for the cannabis community. Yeah, to like do some um, some connecting. That's where people are connecting. Evidently, I've I've learned this. You know, after Instagram like is so fickle. Right. Uh, yeah, I've I've moved some stuff over to LinkedIn. Dang! Congratulations, Mary Jane. Well, thank you very much. Well, when you have more info, please drop it here first thing on on an app so that we can all uh, check it out and celebrate your success and hopefully the film <laughs> success as well. I sure will. I'm hoping that I get like an invite to the premiere and I can like go to the green carpet and you yeah. know. God, I want to ask you so many questions, especially because it's a dinner party, but I won't because it's it'll get. It'll 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 weave into you being like no comment at this time. No, no comment. comment I signed time. an NDA. Can't say. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> anyway, I'm great. There's, okay. That has like rosin in it, right? This it's live resin infused. Shout out uh, Highway Cannabis. This is their live resin infused um, pre roll. Yeah. And it's funny you should ask about the live resin because I was just having a conversation with our friend Jordan about it, and she was like, "What's the difference between live resin and rosin?" And I had to reach all the way into my brain to actually say what it is. Do you like? Yeah. How re- do you remember? Well, rosin is one thing and resin is the other. Right. Yeah. But do, do you do you have a way that you remember which is which? Oh, a pneumatic device? Yeah. No. A pneumatic device? <laughs> it's funny to like not remember the name of the thing that helps you remember the name of the thing. <laughs> like I think that's a fun thing to have. <laughs> that's very funny. A pneumatic device. Yeah. Well, I don't ever remember except that rosin is the thing that violin players use on their bow. Oh. And I don't know how that helps me remember anything. <laughs> but but basically rosin is solventless. And live resin is extracted from fresh frozen plants using solvents. They're both very terpy and they're both whole plant as opposed to distillate, which is like just an extraction of the cannabinoid. It must be hard at weed conferences to listen to that when you smoke weed because I truly just checked out. And- I know. Your eyes just crossed and went blank at the same time. And it's only because I'm high. So I wasn't able to like ingest it. Right. But I did start thinking about violin bows. Right. And that's as far as I got. And that's the rosin, (laughs) which is the solvent free, which is the pressed with the heat. And the live resin is the flash frozen with the salt. Yeah. Anyway. Well, anyone who wants to learn something, rewind 15 (laughs) seconds. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's the the weird, the stoniest thing about it for me is that they named two very different things, almost the same thing. Yeah. And they're different because of solvent. Yeah. Yeah. The use of solvent or Mm -hmm. not. I, my t- problem with it is I think the term solventless mm-hmm. is too confusing on its own. Okay. I need, I need, it's almost like, do you know that Mitch Hedberg joke about contractions being tricky? Cause it leads you towards thinking you can do something. And then there's a gosh dang apostrophe. And then you're like, dang it. I thought I could do that. I like the word can, uh-huh. like can. And you're like, all right, I can't. All right. Yeah. I can get through this door. And then you see the apostrophe T and you're like, ah, I thought I could. <laughs> like it leads yeah. you in the wrong direction. Yeah. yeah. And I think solventless leads me in the wrong direction. It leads me towards thinking there's solvents uh-huh. and then it's a, fucking right hook at the end and then there's a 
less. Yeah, so I need non-solvent. Okay. Yeah, I think they use that too sometimes. It's a much better way to go for me because I can I can put together without having to flip the word around in my brain to understand that it's nothing for something. <laughs> Great. Know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, and now you glazed over. <laughs> Tie game, baby. It's a good Tie beginning. It's up? a good beginning. Sorry. What up, Mary Jane? How's it going, Mike? Good. Welcome to Weed and Grub, everyone. This is a podcast about comedy. Cannabis. Cooking. Culture. Calling shit out. And uh, random facts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Truly. Especially today with today's app, with our with our um, topic lineup. It is a lot of facts. Yeah. It's yeah. a lot of stuff. It's a lot of weird. We're you know, going to talk about some AI. We're going to talk about some... Uh, some adaptogens we're going to talk about a some... new cooking show i watched that yep. uh, we watched that yep. uh <laughs> stay tuned baby um yeah and also uh there was some, oh there was something else that we will get to uh, a little bit of foreshadowing uh got a lot of letters about last week's episode That's thank you right. for writing to us one thank you for listening two thank you for wanting to write and share your opinion mostly with me <laughs> and um uh i will get into that probably after the um ad break okay yeah cool I'm excited to chat about it with you. It was yeah. a spicy meatball for anyone who didn't hear last week. We got into it and then we heard from people and that's fucking the coolest thing ever. It's like, you know, provocative conversations leading to people wanting to be in touch with us about it. Yes. Love that. Everything. Um, well, why don't we start with one of my favorite topics of this week because we laughed so fucking hard about it was uh, the the show. The, the new show on Hulu. Oh, I just <laughs> stepped on you saying it. Please say it again. I'm so sorry. Wall of Chefs, which is really just tears of nobody's that we've heard of <laughs> it's not really a wall it's like a bunch may of people and, on risers may i try and give a synopsis in yes. a, and i'll try and make it sound exciting please do home three home cooks in canada do three levels of contest each level it's like just cook your heart out um main course using ingredients that you don't expect mm -hmm. and then a dessert course and each of those courses, one of those home cooks is eliminated by one of the walls of chefs. And it's 12 chefs, not even in a wall. Not a wall. <laughs> this is not a wall. It's not a wall. <laughs> it's a Canadian wall, I guess. And I'm Canadian, so I can, you know, poke some fun <laughs> at, my, at my fellow country people. 12 chefs. Maybe they're celebrities in Canada. Maybe. A couple of them I recognize because they've made their way here to America. Um, <laughs> but for the most part, it's like 12 chefs in chairs. Yeah, on risers. <laughs> on risers. Behind like some sort of like shoddy set design that's, you know, sort of appropriating or approximating, not appropriating, approximating something. Yeah. And I yeah. don't want to talk shit about the chefs or their restaurants because anyone who owns a restaurant is keeping people employed yeah. for it. But I will say... You can see the story producer saying, Are, tell them how nervous you are to cook in front of so-and-so from Riverboat Casino Crab Leg Shop. And they're like, oh, sitting there across from Mark from Riverboat Crab Legs, I'm freaking out that my lasagna is not going to come out on time. And I'm like, Ugh, and you're a bad cook. Well, what I did enjoy about it, um, besides like poking so much fun at it with you and laughing so fucking hard, was that like the, the contestants are uniformly also, I mean, it's a very Canadian show. Like the first guy was like, you know, from Moose Jaw or something. And he was, and he talked about cooking moose. And he's like, you have to kind of lead people down the path to eating moose. So first you're going to need to make them something like bison, you know? <laughs> yeah. Oh, something, something that wets the appetite yeah, and yeah. sets the table. You got to do a progression toward moose. I like moose meat, by the way. Have you ever had moose? Uh, I don't know. I ordered it. I ordered a moose burger once, Ooh. but I'm not sold that it was a moose burger. I'd much rather say that I've had a steak or like actual moose meat and not something ground. I don't, I've never eaten moose meat as a steak. You always grind it. You do. It, yeah, it's so gamey. You need to like put it in a stew or braise it or like make a burger. I wouldn't say that a moose steak would be any good, I don't think. Oh, okay. Well, then I've had it possibly in burger form. Were you in Alaska? No, this was up where, um, where'd Twilight happen? Oh, in Washington. Yeah. Okay. That night we went to uh, Forks. Forks, mm -hmm. and we went to that sports bar. That's and right. And I ordered a moose burger there. Huh. And That's everyone was playing pool and hammered. They were super hammered, and there was a lot of meth going on. Yeah. Um, that's yeah, you can drink all night on meth, huh? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure can. Yeah. Anyway, Wall of Chefs. Yes. Um, it's on Hulu. Yes. If you just, there's like two seasons, 12 episodes each. So if you just want something How in the background. I know, yo. How? We need to move to t 
Mark, we're going to Canada and we're Let, pitching TV shows. Yeah, we're going to all move to Vancouver. Come on. <laughs> yeah, Mark's like, oh man, let's go. Wall of chefs. We put chefs in chairs and have home cooks who don't have many skills. But they're so nice. But they're so nice for $10,000. Yes, a big prize that everyone's so excited about. <laughs> I mean, 10000 bucks is nothing to sneeze at, but... Uh, it's true. Ooh, anyway, it's, it's a very sweet. I think what I love about it, like there was another show that was sort of a... Uh, fashion show that was made in Canada and I watched all of the episodes because I miss home and I miss the way they sound I miss the way like Canadian TV sounds in my ears and even though it was just like a really not a good show and they yeah. had no budget I was just like they're so nice and everyone's just so like gung-ho about everything and everyone's like very pro everyone winning and it just feels really good it's like an antidote to some you know other reality TV that hurts me okay I can go down that road you with know, you I can nice. I can say yeah. So okay, here's my American, uh, my my uh, my uh, war hungry Americanism coming out. Oh wow! Because I love Chopped. Yes. But Chopped is like the kind of show where it's like we take people who need way more than ten thousand dollars and we dangle it in front of them, but they forgot their kale chips, so they are chopped. Fucking <laughs> out of here! Get out of here! And then you have Wall of Chefs, which is like. We're gonna give it a shot and have a good time. Yeah. And if I win, I win. If not, what an experience, you know. <laughs> and they're truly serving like all of the food is just like raw and like crazy. There was one chef who, or cook, sorry, who served like diced mango, and we were laughing so hard because we we're like, "What did she like throw in the air and chop it with her hands? It just looks crazy." And then they're serving it to this wall of chefs who are so like constructively critical, barely critical, barely critical, barely critical. Mm -hmm. Like it was all the food looked crazy. <laughs> It was great. It is great. It's just and really nice. I uh, had a little secret thing to share with you about Wall of Chefs. Oh. Because I had it on in the background last night while I was hanging out okay. and reading a book uh -huh. uh, about cooking. Uh, <laughs> guess what else is on Hulu besides Wall of Chefs? Oh, what? Wall of Bakers. No. Yeah. Is it also a Canadian show? You bet. <laughs> oh, yeah. It would be really weird if it was like not. It was just some totally other disconnected show. I mean, the dream, like we have a guest coming up in February. Yes. pre-recording, but they were talking about how the dream is to syndicate, right? Yes. And so like the idea of Wall of Chefs India, Wall of Chefs, like, you yeah. know, those broad concept shows. I'm sure they were hoping that it would go worldwide, worldwide walls. World <laughs> Which is, again, chairs on tears. <laughs> chairs on tears on risers, yeah, with bad sat deck. But, oh, my God, Wall of Bakers must be even more fucking excruciating to watch. Like, just so, oh, yeah, I'll, is your bread rising? Oh, okay. I don't know why I'm doing a Minnesotan accent. That is not a Canadian accent. I'm so oh. sorry to anyone or anyone from Canada who ever listens. I've forgotten how to do Because where I'm from, it doesn't have that accent at all. That sort of, like, stereotypical E. I don't know what you're talking about. Canadian accent doesn't exist where I'm from. So when I do it, I do it terribly because I it was never... My thing. Do a Canadian accent. That's what I'm saying. I can't really. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like, if you really want to hear Hollywood Squares of Chefs, yes. <laughs> exactly. That's a good idea. Exactly. <laughs> I, uh, the, yeah, I can't do a Canadian accent. Okay. I, I can sort of like approximate. Like, the thing that I do sort of like when I tune in to hear um, Canadian radio, sometimes I listen to, the thing that I really notice is that their vowels are really round and then the things that are flat are really flat. Like, they say pasta. Like, oh, he's making a bowl of pasta over there. Like, that's that's the sort of Canadianisms are like very round vowels. And then the flatter ones pasta. are the other vowels. So if you were to do a Minnesota... <laughs> that's my stone description of a Canadian accent. Sorry. Is it, I was trying to like kind of just move on from it. Because yeah, I was like, what? Nope. We can move on. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> pasta. Pasta. And then how would you do a Minnesota pasta? I don't know. Pasta? What is a Minnesota? A Minnesota pasta? Pasta. No, they probably say pasta in Minnesota. Pasta. <laughs> pasta. Anyone in Minnesota can write in and let us know. Uh, do you say pasta or pasta? Yeah, hit us with some um, mnemonic spelling. Yeah, mnemonic. Mnemonic? Phenomenonic. Phenomenonic. Silly one. <laughs> going is. from a very spicy one to a very silly it's one. A, it's a weed and grub, everyone. You know, you never know what you're going to get. Yeah. Life is like a box of weed and grub. <laughs> um, do you want to talk about The Last of Us? Uh, ooh. Are we just going to keep talking about TV? Because I also wanted to talk about Prey and how fucking awesome that movie is, is one, an enter in the Predator franchise. Oh, well, they tie together. So mm -hmm. let's do Last of Us first of us, because okay. um, episode two just dropped on HBO Max yesterday. I yeah, believe. I'm so excited to see it. Because yeah, episode same. one was a fucking doozy. 
Mm. And I was reading about how freaked out everyone is who is ingesting mushrooms. I actually took mushroom pills uh, this morning. I woke up and found my lion's mane cordyceps mushroom gels that we got when we were at the Oakland Psychedelic Conference. Mm -hmm. I was like, I need to really start incorporating this in my life right now. You took cordyceps? I took cordyceps this morning. If anyone has seen episode one, you know what's about to ha- come out of Mary Jane's mouth. Well, so the if you last... start sucking my blood, I'm gonna be so pissed. I know you'd be so mad, right? Yeah. Bobo sucked my blood the other day. He could fucking puncture wound. Um, yeah, it's I'm not gonna suck your blood, but oh. people are freaked out about it okay. because the so the, for anyone who doesn't know, The Last of Us is a new show on HBO Max where there is a worldwide plague that is triggered by um, adaptogenic mushrooms, cordyceps, cordyceps. And it's a fucking great cast. Um, Pedro Pascal and um, the Fendi, CIA Fendi Wayne Newton's wrote it daughter. As propaganda against uh-huh. uh, hallucinogenics. Wait, who what? Oh, I'm just joking. Carry on. Okay. Um, I, I think it, I know it started as a video game, but I do think it's interesting that as things like mushrooms, cannabis, as all of these um, plants come online as possible federal regulation a horror show on hbo max comes out showing the dangers and the murderous aspects Mm -hmm. of plants i maybe it's the weed in me (laughs) makes a lot of sense to me when that kind of propaganda drops yeah right you're not trusting it i'm not where it's coming from the origins follow it to the source yo it's so funny that you say that because i just pulled up this story that was published on jezebel um, about the show and the, the headline says, should we be concerned? Um, and it basically says that, uh, you know, people are, um, so cordyceps mushroom is the villain of the show. Um, and it's totally freaking people out because, uh, they're asking, okay, I woke up, this is a quote from the article. I woke up the morning after watching the first episode and Googled, should we stop eating cordyceps? Um, Where's Big Mushroom in all this? You know the Got Milk people wouldn't stand for an HBO show about a dairy field apocalypse. Oh, yo, there we go. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's yeah. just, it's it's really, it's got people talking. It's a great show. It's a fucking freaky. I mean, I love zombie stuff. I don't love a lot of horror. I'm too squeamish for it. But for some reason, zombie stuff doesn't freak me out as much because it's so unreal. It's like it would just never happen. I'm not actually scared of it really happening. Like a guy in the closet with a knife, I can't. You know, vampires, zombies, werewolves, all that kind of stuff, I'm good. And this is so effective. They're so terrifying. It's terrifying. It's yeah. terrifying. Yeah. When the first person you see them open their mouth and you see the sort of mushroom tendrils, and that's not a spoiler because it happens relatively early on. La 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 la. Yeah. <laughs> so it, scary. It is imprinted in my brain mm-hmm. that scene. Um, because every time it's brought up, I immediately flash to that scene. So effective, well done. Very good. Check it out if you can. Yep. Um, but take mushrooms while you do yeah. it so that we can, you know. Damn the man. <laughs> yeah, I put him in my system today because I was like, what are we doing? <laughs> I got to support the cordyceps movement. Uh, we're both cross-legged because we're so sore. We're so, I'm so stiff. You're, you're, you're really microdosing and you're hiking while microdosing. I'm hiking. Yeah, it's the best. You know, January is a fucking weird month full of weird energy. And so the best thing that I can do for myself is get outside and move my body and like get all of the energy flowing. Yeah. And microdosing has been really helpful. I've been While doing hiking? With, yeah, I've been doing it with a friend and it's been freaking awesome. And like, so you microdose at the beginning of the hike and then when you get to the pinnacle, you smoke a joint for the way back down. Oh, that's awesome. Because I don't like smoking before I have to climb a hill, but then when I get to the top of the hill and the rest is downhill, yeah. it's perfect. Yeah, if you go uphill high, it feels like mud. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, like yesterday we did the same. We smoked a joint at the summit of Mount Baldy or whatever it was called. Mount Penis. Baudry. Mount Baudry. Penis? <laughs> I don't know what it was you called. called Mount Penis? <laughs> Okay. Sure. <laughs> sure. We climbed Mount Penis <laughs> and we smoked a joint <laughs> and then we walked down the other side and it was great, but it I am sore. Great. Yeah. Why does that make me laugh so much? Because you're saying penis. Yeah, it's so funny. Or you're making me say penis. That's even funnier. Mm-hmm. There you go. <laughs> um, you, know, you have to say vagina three times now. Vag- oh, well, what if? Well, oh, what if, some, what if a vagina appears all of a sudden? Uh-huh. If you say vagina three times, will one show up? Yep. I mean, there's one in this room right now. Did you know that? <laughs> <laughs> vagina, vagina, vagina. Yep. Oh, then my pants just tear open and it just pops out and eats you. <laughs> I would watch that horror movie. I actually, I've, I would too. Did you see Teeth? I just, that's what I was going to think of, but um, I haven't seen it, so I couldn't. I didn't want to bring it up. Mark's giving it a thumbs down as a man or as a as a moviegoer. Mark, he's he hated it. Mm. Vagina dentata is her condition. <laughs> I'm hearing yells from the next room. Yeah, it's, uh, but you saw it. I have not seen it. That's oh. that's why, 
Um, I didn't. I didn't bring it up because. But you've seen it. So what? What is vagina dentata? It's her. her... Is it like um not quite cooked <laughs> vagina? <laughs> Great. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> it's not quite cooked. Loose, wet. <laughs> Come on. No, what is it about? Um, it's her vagina develops a set of teeth. And um, that's why it's called teeth. And yeah. it bites off boys' penises. I would absolutely like to see that. I think it'll be it was... groin grabbing, but it sounds <laughs> it sounds like the fact that I've heard of it means that it's very effective. Very, exactly. Like yeah. the concept, I actually don't remember. And Mark gave such a thumbs down that maybe it was actually a bad movie. But um, I don't really remember. I just do remember like kind of, you know, like any of those, you know, proto-feminist films where you're like as a woman you're like fuck yeah you know yeah even if you didn't like i didn't love promising young woman i didn't enjoy it as a film but also just because of how it was made and the the entire message scary as fuck yeah mark says scary as yeah fuck. the climax of that one was poof memorable wow what i learned from it was that you could schedule sending the text from the climax of that movie that's what we laughed at so hard remember we were like are we terrible because our fucking takeaway from this is that you can schedule sending a text i didn't know you could do that i can do emails but i didn't know you could schedule texts promising young woman oh my god no truly there's a a film about scheduling a text (laughs) there was a true no i don't yeah there was a scene in that movie that i I truly couldn't watch because it was so fucking upsetting um so you know very effective but also it was funny to laugh about like oh yeah what we got from that was uh well what did you think of prey i fucking loved it so good oh my god it was so good and i wish that james cameron had not made avatar and we'd only seen prey yeah prey should have gotten a double release (laughs) right yeah coming coming to a theater near you not avatar the way of water instead here's this very excellent movie made for much less with great actors and an incredible story yeah Called Prey. <laughs> right. Uh, it, it's a Comanches. Yep. In the... Um, 1700s. 1700s. Yep. And a predator lands. Woo. And it's so fucking good. It's fucking great, man. Yeah. It's so... It's tight. It is one idea seen through to the end. There's no tropey nonsense about what you would think would be... Um, and, and also everyone in it, uh, at least based on the names, I should look it up, but I'm not going to at this point. Um, the whole cast was... Um, indigenous of some type yeah i think it's mostly a native cast amber mid thunder thunder was the um woman who played the lead role she was freaking amazing and there's bears and there's lions and there's dogs and there's fighting and there's blood and there's chaos (laughs) and there's mud it's very good very 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 good fuck yeah pray yeah it was perfect yeah perfect viewing experience it's so funny hulu to me is such a like dark horse in the streaming world okay like i feel like netflix netflix and hbo max have everything on lock mm. and hulu is like some like dumb cousin who's like wait don't for me. diss my beautiful law and order svu that's what i'm saying Mm-mm. it it doesn't get the shine it may you very well deserve you can't take that from me <laughs> <laughs> right it has prey it has uh chefs on chairs in tears it oh, has yep uh law and order Yep. I, I don't give Hulu enough credit. You don't. It's You also use my login, so why are you complaining? <laughs> you don't so fucking true. pay for it. Jesus. Mark, can we cut that, Don't, <laughs> don't come for me, Hulu. Part? I did share my login with one person. <laughs> we'll cut that. Yeah. Well, maybe this is a good time to break for an ad. Yeah. Okay. We'll be right back. You know when you're seshing with a friend and you get that familiar feeling? You mean that feeling when all is right in the world? Well, that and also cotton mouth. Oh, yeah. When your mouth feels dry as a desert and you can't drink enough water. Yep. Well, Xylodent is here to help. Xylodent helps soothe your cotton mouth and it freshens your breath. Xylodent is all natural and sugar free. Xylodent tablets are vegan, kosher, and made from non-GMO xylitol. They're easy to chew and come in a ton of tasty flavors like peppermint, pomegranate raspberry, and cinnamon. I love how long-lasting that flavor was. The relief from my cotton mouth was lightning quick. Try it yourself. Go to xylodent.co and order yours now with free shipping. Get 25% off your purchase with code WEEDANGRUB25. That's xylodent. X-Y-L-I-DENT. Like dentist. xylodent.co. Go to xylodent.co and use code WEEDANGRUB25 for 25% off. Say goodbye to Cottonmouth and hello to Fresh Breath with Xylodent. Goodbye, Cottonmouth. Uh, do you know about Prep Talk? Prep Talk? Pre- like all the different talks, TikToks. You know, there's food talk and history talk. And Do you know about Prep Talk? I don't. I just found out about Prep Talk. It is doomsday preppers. Oh, I want to. That's it's- my jam. 
yeah, it kind of is my jam now too. And I was, it was, I was a little bit dismayed at how into it I was because I, you know, I'm not a conspiracy theorist and I'm not a like survive. I don't have that sort of survivalist mentality, but watching that shit, I kind of do now. And now that they're making shows like the last of us and we're all going to die in a mushroom zombie apocalypse, <laughs> You're I need prepping. to learn how to fight and I need to learn how to like cure food and dry it and put it in pantries and build bombs out of baking soda, I guess. Um, before we get into that talk, may mm-hmm. I just give a quick shout out? Yes. Shout out to friend of the show, friend in real world, Joel Hadley, who is the first person I know who had a go bag. Yeah. He's the first person when COVID was like a thought and not being treated serious. He texted both of us he let with us a know. list and yep. he was like, hey guys, I've been doing some deep diving and I know I'm going to sound crazy with this, but I need you to go get these things. I need you to go get that stuff and really be safe. Cut to a week later and there's fights in Whole Foods and they're shutting it down early and we oh, couldn't check out our it groceries. Was wild. It was wild how quick. So like, yes, being a prepper, I'm I'm here for it. Yeah, there's. I think that's the thing is that like I've always sort of in my brain associated it with something bad for some reason. Like doing that sort of is like that sort of like doomsday scenario thinking to me has always been sort of something that I don't want to attach myself to. But I don't have a gun because I don't want to use it. Right. If you don't have a gun, you're not going to use it. Or I just don't want to think about the end of the world. So I'm not going to prepare for it. That's ah. more what I'm talking about. <laughs> OK, got it. But um I think, you know, some of the people that I most respect in the world, like our friends Margie and Alan Port Townsend, they full on live off the grid. And if the world ended, I would end up at their place because they have put they've laid in everything. But they also like grow and forage and, you know, hunt a lot of their stuff. So like there and I I so respect and admire that. So I think that like I have uh, changed my mind a little bit and I'm super into prep talk and uh, I want to I kind of want to like I got this water service. I now have these five gallon jugs of water in my kitchen and I'm looking at those and I'm like oh actually that makes me feel good I like having that on hand what else do I need to sort of lay in so I'm feeling prepared yeah yeah have you been seeing TikToks that give you good tips or things that you're like oh that's worth considering or is it the um the the stakes of the end of the world that has you sucked in both Totally both. Like I'm definitely, you know, I think it's just such a weird 2023 is such a weird time it does feel like end Things are ending in some way, right? Like, I don't think the world is going to end at all, but it feels like things are coming to, certain ways of life are coming to an end. And um, so I definitely am more cognizant of that and willing to accept that. And then also there's people are just interesting. They're doing, like, interesting stuff to, like, you know, keep themselves and their family provisioned if something, you know, if the fucking power grid gets knocked out or something. Yeah. Well, we had a good laugh on that hike because um, the world doesn't seem to be ending. But nobody would know that. Right. Oh, God. Right. Of course. Because you told me we were- um, We just smoked the joint. We just smoked. We were on the summit of um, the hike. Of Mount Penis. Of Mount Penis. And two um, planes fly overhead and they release their chemtrails. No. I mean, I just said look up because it was so beautiful. They were so pink in the purpling sky as the sun was setting. It was so pretty. Yeah. And I wanted to say chemtrails, but then I joked about it and I was like, I'm not going to say chemtrails. They're jet, you know. Right, but yes. they are like yeah. chemtrails. We can all agree <laughs> they're chemtrails. Sorry to correct you on that. But. And then, well, but being high on there and looking at them, I was like, why don't we do something with those jet streams that they release and do some kind of like patchwork quilt around the holes in the ozone? Some kind of like, I don't even know what the like a band aid for the sky, band aid for the sky, like, uh-huh. and the things. And you and you said to me, oh, did you know the ozone is actually healing, and we're like only a couple decades away from it being completely healed? And I go, what? And you go, yeah, yeah. And then I go, right I was now. like, why do I know more about Andrew Tate than I do about the fucking ozone layer being healed and us making small changes to help the climate and be able to survive on Earth a bit longer? It's so fucked. It it is so fucked. I just looked it up. Hang on a second. I'm trying to pull it up on my phone. Um, uh, It is so fucked. And it was like I had said that I had just read about it randomly in the news in the last few weeks. And but we hadn't really seen it reported anywhere. No. Earth's ozone layer on course to be healed within decades. UN report finds is the headline. And this should just be our Grubla Gazette, really. Okay, let's do it. Yeah. The Grubla Gazette is brought to you by Quinn. <laughs> Quinn is dope. Um, they have cookies like coconut dragon fruit, orange pistachio, peanut butter marshmallow, toffee Oreo, dark chocolate cappuccino. It's Delta 9 THC. So if you live in one of the states where you can't get weed legally and you don't want me to mail it to you, go to myquinn.com <laughs> and use code Grub for 30% off. Also, I love 30% off because it's not just tax. It's not some 10% bullshit. Quinn cares. Quinn is like, I want to hook you up. I believe in my product and I want you to try it and hopefully you'll believe in it too. 
30%. Wow, nice. Go to mykwin.com, mykwin.com, and use code WINGRIP for 30% off. And thank you, Quinn, for supporting the show. Uh, so our Grubla Gazette this week. Our Grubla Gazette this week is that the Earth's ozone layer is on course to be healed within decades, <laughs> a UN report finds. Most of the atmospheric layer that protects the planet from ultraviolet radiation is likely to be fully recovered for most of the world by 2040. I'm reading this from The Guardian. Um, this was published on Monday, January 9th of this year. Um, yep, the assessment has found that it will be completely recovered by 2040, or it's on track to be, aside from the polar regions. The poles will take a little longer. The ozone layer will fully bounce back by 2045 over the Arctic and by 2066 over the Antarctic. Um, it's been steadily improving in the wake of the 1989 Montreal Protocol, which is the protocol that eliminated the ozone-depleting chemicals like CFCs. Was there DDT involved in that at all? No, DDT was the um, Wrestling toxin. move. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Also the one that was um, killing the bald eagles. The bald eagles, it that's was it. A, okay. Yeah, it was a toxin that they were using in like gardening and shit. It was horrible. It was a pesticide. Sorry to interrupt with, you're reading the fucking news, and I'm like, I'll take a couple stabs. <laughs> Well, I remember, I actually remember uh, writing about chlorofluorocarbons, which are known as CFCs, that were used as solvents and refrigerants that led to this protocol because um, I grew up in the 80s and it was like a school paper because everyone was using hairspray. The totally. fucking canned hairspray. Like girls would go into the fucking bathroom at recess and like get that hair high. Okay, so what you make me think of. Is if we banned those things, we did ban those or, things, or because of that ban, we're we on eliminated ninety nine percent of them, and that was in nineteen eighty nine, and here we are now. Oh, what? Look, we changed our behavior for something that was destroying the climate, and then the climate was is now on track to recover. Oh, what? Our behavior can actually alter what's going on. So I'm going to amend something I've been saying forever, mm -hmm. based on this new knowledge. Because I used to be like, fuck my paper straws. Give me a straw. I know that poor turtle had a straw in its nose, but why am why paper straws are not gonna save the world? It's not gonna it's not gonna do anything. Um, why am I the one that's responsible instead of these huge corporations that are billowing out fucking, you know, factory towers worth of smoke into the air and destroying our planet? And they're like, nah, 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 you're gonna use a straw that dissolves in your mocha. And I'm like, fuck, man, why is this on mocha? me? Mocha. That's my takeaway from this is that Mike uses a straw to drink his fucking mocha. It's insane. Carry on. <laughs> I just I never heard that before, but that's what I do. Go off, Mike. <laughs> but but really, paper straws might have a great positive consequence long term. Sure. Right. That's where I'm going before your takeaway, which is embarrassing to me. <laughs> but what you're saying is that you once sort of felt like, you know, you using a paper straw versus a plastic straw, number one, shouldn't be a problem. And number two, if you use the paper, it wasn't going to make a difference. And now you feel differently about that. Just based on the ozone layer being healed, because I grew up knowing there were holes in the ozone and it was like, guys. Scary. Scary. Yeah, like, yeah. you know, you know, the skin, there's mm -hmm. holes in the earth's skin yes that like, protects us all from the harmful ultraviolet radiation blasting at us from yeah. the fucking sun like we both have cuts yeah and you yours had a little pus in it yep yo if the if the earth gets infected from outside you know viruses that's why you have skin to protect yourself from infection whoa so uh, the ozone's important <laughs> the ozone's very important you know and there was a big panic about it i remember it so well because i was probably like 10 11 12 in school when all this was going on and you know that's when I, I remember writing that paper about chlorofluorocarbons and uh we are the infection mark says we are thanks mark it's true it we is. are the fucking infection yeah we are the problem pussy little balls of <laughs> Gross. greed Ew. yeah that i wrote one about methane you wrote you did yeah. what was yours about um cow farts mm -hmm. ruining the ozone layer yes i got an a you did yeah good yeah we were both you know <laughs> writing our little papers yeah writing our about little climate change I, I, I hope i got an a <laughs> i think it was a good paper oh i remember yeah. um <laughs> wow so that's fucking great the it ozone is, is back on track and well what it was so crazy was that you said you you were like why don't they use the jet trails to make a band-aid in the sky to like so, heal the ozone and I was like, wait a second, I just read about this. And then we were both freaking out about the fact that this wasn't widely reported or a headline that either of us had really seen anywhere or that anyone was talking. Like, it's a huge deal. It's a huge deal. It's why Twitter fucking sucks. Everyone yeah. on Twitter today is arguing about the M&Ms hiring Maya, Maya Rudolph oh my God. and getting rid of the characters. And they like wrote this long post M&M. I'm saying they like it's a fucking person. Um, 
It's the like corporation. The corporation right. wrote a thing that's like, we never thought that we could do damage by making the green M&M hot and then changing her shoes <laughs> would cause a ripple through culture that would be irreparable. So we're getting rid of the characters from Maya Rudolph and everyone has a take on it and it uh, makes me want to die. It's like, truly fucking, it's hell, fucking man. upsetting, right? Yeah, yeah, we're paying attention to this. We're wondering like, is Andrew Tate still in jail? Did he get, get his Bugattis back? Whatever craziness that we are. Yeah, they're just keeping our brains busy, man. True that. The government is the cordyceps. <laughs> no, it's really upsetting and unfortunate because, um, you know, we fucking care so much about, we should care so much about what happens to us and the fact that we're being distracted yeah. so that we're not paying attention. And, you know, even Greta Thunberg should be in the news yelling about this and we're just re- literally reading about her um, fight with Andrew Tate and also getting arrested at a coal mine protest. Right. It was like, you know, let's pay attention to shit i guess we should be well um which which brings me to last week's app yes yeah okay okay cool um if you listen to last week's episode mary jane you and i got in a fight because i was defending renee redzepi and how he runs noma which is now closing and um you can listen to more of it but basically um i'll say my side my side was like working for assholes and rising above the toxicity will make you great will harden your skin will toughen you will will make you reach levels that possibly nurturing will not because you just become like a strong tight machine and that can elevate you to greatness and your take was um abusive environments are not conducive to good anything like you know good learning or you know fostering like an, a creative environment or any of that stuff like a an a kitchen where people are getting screamed at is just abusive. And I don't think it like toughens you up and makes you better at anything. But we were both speaking from personal experience too. Like yeah. you really had that experience. It's how I I put my winning a gold medal with Team USA. Mm-hmm. I put a percentage of that in having coaches scream at you. Scream at me mm-hmm. all the fucking time in front of the other players. And then you can't let your team down and you have to step up. And when you do step up, you feel electric because right. That weight on your shoulders you carried, and then you showed your team that they can trust you, and that makes you as a team stronger. Even if the coach is the enemy, mm-hmm. the team is stronger for it. So that's where I was coming from. We got a lot of letters. Yep. Uh, one in particular, I just wanted to touch on a couple things on. Yeah, great. Um, because this is because this is like, uh, I'll say a letter like from the heart. I'm just gonna say their first name. Yeah. And we can leave it at that. Mm-hmm. Thank you for this letter, Marvin. Um, and I'd like to just go over a couple of things and then stop me. Sure, sure. Anywhere you'd it like. It was really cool to get such a like thoughtful um, letter and, you know, really like so many, so much to read through there. So, yes, I'm here to go along with you. Okay. Um, some of this I'm going to omit because I didn't reach out beforehand to say um, how Home many address. specifics I can say, you know. <laughs> What's your social but security But basically number? Marvin wrote to just say like um, they 100% agree with you, Mary Jane, and 100% disagree with me. And um, they work in a high-stress, low-income clinic for 14 years now. And in those 14 years working under incredibly hard circumstances, um, they wanted to break down a couple of points that I made that uh, Marvin felt were misguided on Mm. my part. Mm -hmm. And then broke it, really broke it down, like point by point. It's super thoughtful. Um, So one of them was that abusive behavior leads to greatness. And what they said was, it will elicit a level of change, but being supportive and collaborative is more productive in getting someone to reach their highest potential because same shame and humiliation may make them stuck in between two lines because they don't want to get in trouble anymore. So now you just become a worker bee instead of a greater evolution of self. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was a really interesting point that um, I can I can understand yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, it can you definitely know? stifle you, I think. Yeah, for sure. Um, putting people on blast. Mm-hmm. Um, this one I completely agree with Marvin on. I was fucking wrong. You were right as well. Uh, time stamp that. And it's because. Um, <laughs> so what we were saying was like you were saying this should have been handled privately for like Red Zeppi to have a, an altercation with a worker. Why? Why should he be called out for it on social media? And I was like a culture of silence enables um, abuses. Yeah. And I think to Marvin's point, if I'm reading it correctly, he publicly humiliated that person when he yelled at them in front of the entire entire restaurant yes and so if you were to like zoom out from that well Rene Redzebi is the fucking leader he's the face of all of it so he should be publicly publicly humiliated 
as well and held accountable for those We're actions. We're not necessarily humiliated, but yeah, just like, But held accountable sure. in the public because I'm yeah. saying that should have been handled privately. He shouldn't have been put on blast. Right. But she was put on blast in front of everybody else. So I'm um, I'm double standarding what I say on that. So that one, I'm like, mm, yeah, really good point. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then there was um, getting opportunities. Um, so what one thing that Marvin said is like, it's so important to like learn critical skills, but then by supportive growth, everybody in his uh, workplace that has wanted to has gone on to bigger and greater things. Mm -hmm. And so like working with Marvin in the environment he creates or they create um, leads towards successes and people like branching out from um, maybe under his umbrella into mm -hmm. bigger and better successes themselves. Yeah. So he's a testament to everything that you're saying. And it goes against everything I'm not. And he called out how, yeah, probably in that Noma documentary where it's like, well, she rose to the occasion. That's the right, right. one they fucking highlighted time. The woman who rose to the, yeah, yeah. Who rose through the ranks and is doing great. And it was like, well, there are a whole lot of them who didn't have that experience. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then the last one that I'll touch on with okay. it is um, he's, he, what, what Marvin asked was like, so if I could zoom out from everything I said and remove my hero worship of Rene Redzepi and that one. I don't really have a response to because I really need to think about that myself and what hero worship means to me because I'm quite um, I really don't want to tell anyone I look up to them. I really don't want to think that I look up to anybody because I think it makes me unoriginal and makes me uncomfortable. Oh, wow. Um, That's so interesting. Yeah. We're talking about it with Peter on Tuesdays at noon. Okay. And, uh, <laughs> and so like, you know, I don't want anyone to. It's because you don't want to be let down maybe. Maybe. By your idols. Maybe. Yeah. I have people I appreciate so much, but hero worship for me is mm -hmm. like a really interesting word that I can completely understand how our conversation last week could have sounded like hero worship and maybe it is hero worship i'm just not sure what that what that title means to me and how accurate it feels so okay. i i thought that was like an interesting thing just to touch on um if you don't have anything to say i'll move on to why but go no go ahead i don't want to interrupt so it's because sometimes i watch this podcast um called full send it's these right-wing guys they're they came up with the internet they blew up they're crazy they get drunk they give their friends cars they're 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 everything that a college group would be and they're called Full Send. But now they interview Trump. They interview all these people. And the reason I watch it sometimes is to hear them talk to those people because I got to know what the fuck's going on. And they had Elon Musk on. And they are gobbling him down, man. There is <laughs> like nothing left but bones on that boy. Okay. They are gobbling him down. And um, and the one thing Elon said as they were worshiping him, he was like, you know, all of you should have kids. You're in your 20s. You have to have kids. We have a population problem. And they're like, oh, what do you mean? I thought that we're, we have too many people. And he's like, no, if you look at um, the amount of diapers being bought for adults to kids and there's nobody. And he's like, he's spouting all these facts. And at the end of it, he's like, we need more people and more population than ever. And the first thing I thought was, oh, so that you can have slaves to work on Mars to like create things for all the rich people. Like okay. that's, that was my first thought. I was just like, oh, there's like, the economy is so crazy. The f minimum wage is so low. Like if you have a kid and you're trying to work and go to school, it's an impossible task. Mm -hmm. You are in like, there's, there's no structure that's going to help you rise above. And that's what he wants. He wants a ton of people who have a bunch of kids. But how is this connecting to hero worship? Because like they were like, yeah, <laughs> okay. okay, we then we should have kids. Let's all have kids. Like okay. without any critical thinking sure. of like what his actual intention may be. And I'm like, Mars slaves. He wants Mars slaves. That's what Elon wants is fucking slaves on Mars to build things for rich people. And that's the only way to get paid. You and Bezos are pieces of shit. Like that's my first thought. Yeah, yeah. And so reading the Rene Redzebi thing and thinking about like, am I <laughs> defending this chef through hero worship? And I'm as culpable as that podcast who was gobbling down Elon Musk. Okay. It's very interesting when I don't worship someone like Elon. And so I'm immediately like, bullshit slaves. You, right. You know what I mean? Yep. Yeah. Very, very interesting. So much to think through there. Um, yeah. I, I don't even know where to start. D it's okay. Are you saying that you don't like, you don't have people you admire or look up to or mentors or like? I would never say it out loud. Really? Yeah. You wouldn't say that someone was your mentor? No. Well, I've never really had one. one. Okay. I think I've probably always secretly maybe wanted one. I feel like I can prove you wrong with people we've even had on the podcast. Like, no, man. Yeah. I would never say it out loud. Tom Ruger? No, nah, I don't want anyone Hero. to think that I... No, I don't Come want anyone on. to think that, man. 
it, I don't, it, it changes my status to something that I'm not comfortable with. Wow. Yeah, that's real. Peter Tuesdays at noon and you, huh? Working through that one. It's <laughs> <That's> true. <laughs> so interesting. Yeah. I admire so many people and look up to so many people. I don't think I have anyone that I would consider a mentor, but um, I'm, I'm, yeah, it's, I saying feel like I, I'm the opposite of you with that. That's so interesting. Know. Saying okay. that I look up to someone or someone saying they're proud of me make my skin crawl. Whoa. Yeah. You I don't can't. want me to ever say that I'm proud of you. Please don't. It f- the words feel like you're tossing my hair. Ah, that is so interesting. That is so interesting. Yeah, truly. You feel you feel belittled or, or sort of like um, yeah, like condescended to. Okay, it makes you feel like you're. I'm infantilizing you. Yes, that's what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. By saying that I'm proud of you. Yeah, and me saying that oh, I admire, wow. look up to someone feels like kid adult structure to me dude yeah that's some old dynamic there from long ago that was buried in your young brain and i wonder where it comes from and how you're gonna evolve with that or if you even want to maybe you don't maybe you're like this is just how i am i don't look up to people well i don't know how much something like that affects me in my everyday life so Hmm. i don't have an an honest answer to that like if it's the kind of thing where i'm like i actionably need to handle this because it's affecting my sure life yes and for this one um it it, it just it gets us a lot of angry letters <laughs> <laughs> i mean you know? i hope that you're willing to like keep talking through this because i totally disagree with you i think you do look up to people maybe you just don't want to hear it or say it or talk about it but mm. internally you absolutely do in my estimation of you that is how i feel that is how i perceive you yeah yeah. is that i think you really do look up to people but that you yeah you just can't admit it because it's some weird sign of weakness i think it is weakness and admitting it (laughs) is also weakness i you're a hundred i do agree well marvin stirred the pot with that letter so thank you so much for writing in it was very thoughtful and um also, thank you for saying that uh, you support some of what I said, and it, like it was a cool letter for us to sit down and sort of like read together and talk through. So yeah, I thought that was really neat. And I would love to talk, keep talking with you more about all of this as you like. I don't know. We're both in therapy. I mean, we both unpack a lot with our therapists. So yeah, but I think I'm winning. You're winning at therapy. Yeah, cool. I think I'm ahead. You do text me occasionally that you just had therapy and you're healed, which yeah. I always think is very funny. <laughs> it's just fun to like pretend you walk out of there and you're like, ah. Uh. I think I'm good. <laughs> yeah. Well, my awesome therapist um, in our last session, <laughs> I cried a lot. I had a lot of January tears. And at the end of it, she said, um, you know, my dream for you, right? And I was like, oh, my therapist has a dream for me. And uh, I was like, no, no, please, please tell me. And she was like, it's the ketamine protocol. And she reminded me that I was going to start this in the fall. And then I just got, you know, time happened or whatever. But anyway, so I'm going to start. So I'll talk about that on here. Once I've unpacked all of my fucking inner demons through. Are you buying ketamine on the underground no. alley market? What's Not the deal? Not my guy. This? No, I, uh, it's a, it's a, like a telehealth uh, med protocol where they actually send it to you in a box through the mail. And it's like the intake was done with a, an MD through a Zoom session. And I have a diagnosis of PTSD. So they were like, you know, you're, you're a candidate for this. And um, yeah, it arrived with a blood pressure cuff and a journal and a link to a meditation app and there's a whole set and setting thing that you have to do and a fast before and you know like it's a whole thing so i'm gonna start it and i'm excited to see what happens and unpack all that with you too will you talk about it on here yeah i'll definitely come on i'll be like here's what it taught me about feminism great <laughs> i learned about fourth wave feminism through you know because i know i bend your i make you crazy with it i'm well i'm and on then, a tear right now about and then it. the government is like ketamine is the most dangerous substance known to man <laughs> yeah it, heal, it heals your feelings and helps you think clearly we've got to we burn all ketamine <laughs> yeah um yeah i'll definitely keep you posted but yeah we're both in therapy i mean we're working on ourselves yeah pretty hard yeah i would say i'm at like 92 percent. you're doing I'm good so close you got an a plus on your therapy <laughs> session Great. i killed he laughed i had i had got some new bits from it great my mm-hmm. my therapy is more like a montessori school where it's just like field experiments all day long you know <laughs> like <laughs> there are no grades that's... we hug a lot oh that's yeah, nice it's sweet we don't actually hug I think it'd be weird if you Touch, touched yeah touching your therapist well we that do it over zoom so i've never even been in the same room with them oh, i don't wow. even want to look at them in like person yeah I, I i no 3d for me you've never seen his profile even probably right i was thinking oh, about no. that with fucking, never i was watching the prep talk the other day and uh all the tiktokers and i was like it's so weird on tiktok that you just never see anyone from the side yeah <laughs> it's like so everyone's true. trapped in their little black mirrors 
and it's all front facing. Like, have you ever seen Charlie D'Amelio from the side? She looks totally different. Oh, really? Yeah, she's beautiful from all angles, but she's like she turned her face to the side, and I was like, oh, that's not what I, <laughs> not what I was expecting. She's gorgeous, but like, just she just she look, you know, she have, looks different. Have you ever seen Spaceballs? The movie yeah, Spaceballs. Of course. of course. That's what happens Mel with Brooks, the princess. Right? Yeah, with the princess, she's gorgeous. And then she turns and she has a huge bump in her nose. Oh, yeah. And, mel- and then the lead goes, oh, she's Jewish. <laughs> it's one of the best bits in the whole movie. It's so funny. God, I love Mel Brooks. That's freaking awesome. Yeah, TikTok. You're just only from the front, you know? Yeah. 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 Oh, this is also a really good okay. time to say, um, as we wind up this port- part, um, our email again yes. is wg at com. Um, our Instagram is back, so it's at Weed and Grub. And our email, you can link to it through our Instagram, too, or DM us. Um, but yeah. if it's really long, I'm probably not going to read too much of it because it's in a very tiny thought bubble on yes. Instagram. So hit us with that email instead. Emails are great. I love getting emails and hearing from folks. And it was really cool to have a spicy meatball with you and then hear from them. You know, feedback's cool, man. Yeah. When people are like, I have thoughts about what you just said. Yeah. You know, it's the best. It is the best. Um. All uh, right. Are st- we still kind of want to eat it in Noma? You want to, you do, of course you want to eat at Noma. I'm sure the food is like, you know, yeah, it's the best restaurant in the world for a reason. <sighs> Our friend Rachel, a uh, friend of the pod, uh, has eaten there and um, she said she'll fly wherever the next pop up is in the world with me to eat there. So, interesting. Come with us. Interesting. I don't know why I brought it up. We can move on. Sorry. Okay. Mike supports Noma, just for the record. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Um, <laughs> Well, before we wrap, I just wanted to talk about one more crazy uh, topic because I was just reading about um, a bunch of AI and like AI is happening. It's it's happening so fast right now. What is the singularity? Can you explain the singularity to me? To me, it's one collective consciousness where everyone on Earth is connected, almost like a nucleus. But isn't the singularity singularity an event where AI sort of like overtakes humanity? Um, That version sounds like something I know. Well, like, yeah, okay. So there is there is a singularity where machines overtake man. The technological singularity. I thought it was a collective consciousness. A a hypothetical future point in time at which technological growth becomes uncontrollable and irreversible, resulting in unforeseeable changes to human civilization. Yeah. So we, I think, are there. (laughs) Wait a minute. (laughs) Wait a minute. Why is it given such a cute name? The singularity? It is cute, That's isn't too it? cute of a name for robots overtaking mankind. Yeah. It should be called Destruction Laser Eyes Eviscerate <laughs> Man. Not, not something that sounds like wholesome and pro-people connecting. That's bullshit, man. I am tired of solventless and singularity. Yeah, hate, you hate the terminology. It's you such a cute a fucking name. The concept and the term were popularized by Werner Winge first in 1983 in an article that claimed, once humans create intelligence intelligences greater than their own there will be a technological and social transition similar in sense in some sense to the knotted space-time at the center of a black hole so everything will collapse basically once this happens and i feel like we're the ai situation right now it is crazy how fast ted Liu, congressman ted Liu, has a degree in robotics or science or something he's very well versed in ai and he just wrote a huge op-ed about it and he's like i know all about it and that is freaking me out people need to pay attention to this and I was like, yo, what's, and then I just read that. So chat, chat GPT three is one of the things that's getting a lot of attention right now, which is the bot that's writing. Yeah. I don't, I, I've heard that it words chat GPT, but I don't know anything about it. So you just basically go to this site and you enter in prompts. Like, um, I think the one that really went viral, the first one that I saw was, um, write a story about a peanut butter sandwich stuck in a VCR in the style of the Bible or something like that okay. like and it Whoa. spits it out within seconds and it's so funny and creative and like people have been writers have been losing their minds over it i've been kind of losing my mind over it because and people can... are feeding it because it's so fun but the more it feeds the more it learns yeah so it's this like self-fulfilling it's like the trapper keeper episode of south park basically oh, god yeah wow <laughs> respect it's to that poll fucking it's it's yeah it's alarming and it's huge and it's growing every second um and so i just saw this news story that chat gpt3 just passed um, the MBA exam. Oh, no. Yes, here's the oh, story. Oh, no. Uh, Your Honor. Fortune magazine, ChatGPT passed a Wharton MBA exam and it's still in its infancy. One professor is sounding the alarm. You got to pull the plug on that lawyer. 
on that robot lawyer. What do you mean? The bar exam. That's to be a lawyer, right? No, the MBA. What's an MBA? It was a Master's of Business Administration. Oh, okay. It's still, I'm sure, a very difficult exam. Got it. <laughs> and I'm, I think it's Master's of Business Administration. Why am I? Yes, Mark, thank you. I think I, I'm slurring right now. I yeah. heard bar. I'm so sorry to derail it. I'm stoned. Um, yeah. So it passed a Shout business exam. Shout out Yeah, it passed a business exam. Yes. Oh, no, 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 no. no, no. no. I mean, kids are writing their college essays with it. I'm sure journalists are using it already to generate, you know, or not journalists. I would never accuse a journalist doing it but i'm sure there are writers who are using it to generate all sorts of content and all of those agencies that employ people to write seo content i wonder how it's affecting them like i've had work writing seo content for um cannabis websites like side jobs and stuff yeah and um yeah i'm sure that this machine can just do that now which is crazy that's terrifying well i guess the bright side is people are reading people are reading <laughs> exactly the takeaway is people be reading <laughs> and the other thing real quick about AI that I just saw new development is there's a company called in I think it's Nvidia. It's um N V I D I A and they just released a new eye contact feature that uses AI to make you look into the camera. So if you're on a Zoom call and you're paying attention to something off screen, this AI will readjust your eyes so to the Zoom call it looks like your eyes are still looking into the camera and it moves around naturally as you move and gesticulate and stuff. Why are we getting rid of our own free will? Uh, yeah. I mean, eye contact. It's making your eyes do things. It's making you have eye contact. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. Why are we giving that power to anything except ourselves? Well, I, you know what? I don't. Uh, I'm The one thing that I'm not worried about is that AI can't podcast yet. So I think you and I are safe for another stretch. I and guess we'll so. We'll broadcast the end of the world from here. <laughs> That's such a bummer. Yeah. Well, I think, too, if I were to think of like recipe development mm -hmm. um, and how you have to just start with maybe like a basic recipe, like a broth. And then from that broth being beta, you can create your own type of stock okay. from that foundation. So it's like if eye contact is the first thing and it doesn't matter the color of your skin, the shape of your head, the color of your eyes, the type of technology you're looking through the screen, because some people have different scales of iPhone but it can make you have fucking eye contact. Well, then next is the mouth and next is the nose and next is the whole fucking face. Mm -hmm. And now we don't have any like <laughs> privacy to our own looks and features and how we want to be presented in the world. Like that's where I go with stuff like that. Is losing control to the AI. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Like the idea that I have to look at the camera through this technology is I upsetting. Well, I don't think it's a have to. I think people would use it in order to sort of like get away with looking off screen or like not paying attention during like a boring work meeting and this thing will still have your eyeballs looking into the camera. Yeah, well, you know my how understanding. fuck that, man, because you know how like every oh, it's just a fun prank online starts and then it low key sure. happens to be some nefarious way that people are stealing your data, like, like whether what? it's TikTok or oh. AI art where everyone's like, "Oh, I look like an ogre who's hot." And then it turns out that they're stealing all of your data or how there's now um what are those what was that other thing and it turned out that it was all surveillance oh old that thing that makes you look old that app that came out that everyone was using on instagram where you take no your face and then it about. makes you look old they are um, using ai yeah and and so then everyone's like well, this is what i look like at 80 or whatever and then it turns out that that was being used for surveillance cameras to be able to facially identify you and identify features across the board for surveillance to be wow. amplified and for that so basically we sign up for some fun fucking prank like i don't want to look at my zoom meeting and mm -hmm. then it low-key turns out that we're doing the work for like us losing our rights robot overlords robot overlords. And, the, and the corporate the corporations that own them fucking blade runner stop vibes. it with the fomo you don't have fomo don't be involved with this stuff fight against FOMO. it that's why everyone was like oh i did the ai art thing i know i shouldn't and i know it's bad oh, but i couldn't but help I it i just needed to see what i, I looked like as a sexy space elf <laughs> i i have no i have no sympathy for that uh speaking of surveillance i know we have to wrap but did you see that the nypd was filming everyone coming out of the drake concert at the apollo the other night no holy fuck i saw a video there's just a cop posted up in front of the apollo with a like a low key, but holding it in front of him, camera just filming everyone ex exiting the Drake concert. What was the reasoning? Fucking NYPD under Eric Adams is fucking surveilling concerts now, I guess. Yo, fucked up. Fucked up. Yeah, if you live in New York and you have anything to say about that, like get at us. That what's going on over there like eric adams is overseeing the city at a time when they're opening you know legal cannabis retail shops for the first time and hopefully like 
you know, there's some some policing that's being relaxed. Mm -hmm. So this is very um, unsettling to just see. It's like, what the fuck are you doing? So, okay. So I know we do have to wrap, but I'm going to ask you a question for next time, too. Okay. Where where do you stand on maybe that being presented as a preventative measure? Oh, absolutely. That's, I'm sure, how he presents it. That's how they always present it. Right. So yeah. it's for your safety. It's for your safety. That's why we have all the surveillance in the first place. Are you pro, or, pro or con that? I, totally against it. I'm you are. totally against surveillance. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Like, I understand businesses using surveillance cameras and stuff, but when it comes to, like, the police force surveilling people exiting a concert or, like, showing up at a protest, recording people, protesters, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, anti. That's obviously. disgusting. Yeah, fucking gross, right? Yeah. Blech. Anyway. Um, We're all going to have to wear V for Vendetta masks at the Drake concert <laughs> starting are. now. That's, I mean, that's the thing. You know? like, but maybe, maybe we'll all go back to wearing masks in public. It's going to be crazy. This has been a very sort of like, I've had a great time with you on this episode, but it also has been very like doomsday-y. Um, the Last of Us, way. man. caught It caught me. The Last of Us. It caught me. Prep talk. Yeah. Watching Predator movies. What am I going to watch tonight? Oh. I do have one last recommendation for an amazing movie that is not about anything doomsday and it's so good. It's called Drop the Drop. It's on Hulu. This whole episode has been an ad for Hulu. <laughs> I can't believe it. <laughs> it's on Hulu. It stars Anna Conkle, who was one half of Pen15. Brilliant. Uh, and, a, and a fucking amazing cast. And um, it's just so good. I don't want to say too much about it, but it's basically like this group of friends who get together for a wedding in the friend group. And one of the first things that happens is a baby gets dropped. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Fucking amazing. It's a great premise. It's so well filmed. It's filmed as like high drama. Very fucking funny. Amazing movie, The Drop, on Hulu. Check it out. That sounds great. Eat an edible like I did and have a great time. Heck yeah. And if you can use her account, highly recommend it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, I'm not gonna, my, you always give your login out and I'm like, you're asking for it, man. Uh, you say it at your live shows. You're like, and my phone number is. I'm like, oh man. 314. Yeah. Um, uh, quick cream corner. Yep. Gochujang and sour cream mixed together. Hell yes. Um, you taught me this. It, I've been shopping at Trader Joe's recently. I'd like to go somewhere local. Maybe I will soon. Um, but they have gochujang and sour cream both on sale right now. And I mix the two together. Use it on a breakfast burrito. Use it on a grilled cheese. Um, used it on a big uh, chicken club. Gochujang mixed with sour cream, man. Yeah. For the win. Have you tried it with other creamy bases, like a like a yogurt or um, like a... Greek yogurt would be great. Yeah, like a labna. A labna would be great. Mm -hmm. Ooh, yeah, and we're getting into those summertime feels where you want the zest and the sweet about? and the tart. It's January. Yeah, it's cold. Mike, <laughs> <laughs> we're getting in the summertime. Man, sometimes in September you say it's winter and in January you say it's summer. Do you truly have no concept of seasons? I know we live in L.A., but it's like 50 degrees out right now, which is cold for here. The less facts I know, the better off It gets dark I at 5 o'clock. What do you think? This is summer. <laughs> Fucking lunatic. I know. Oh, my God. You want to uh, get to Buzz of the Week? I do. And the Gochujang sour cream was delicious. Thank you. Um, thank you for that awesome lunch. Um, my Buzz of the Week is actually not online. So would you like to go first or second? You go first. My Buzz of the Week this week is my grandma, Sally. She turned 91 years old. And I love her so fucking much. She is just like the queen goddamn bee. She's always like, Michael, what are you doing? What's going on? Will you do your impression? Oh, Michael. Yeah. I just love you so much. <laughs> She's Michael, great. Michael, did, oh, did you go to that show? It looked good. She just gets me and I get her. Um, and I think she just absolutely rocks. So uh, happy birthday, Grams. I love you so much. Happy 91st. And uh, yeah, you're just you're just it for me and my fam. She, when I met her, uh, she struck me as all of the like old words that you would use to describe a gal of that time. Like she's a real pistol. Uh, she is you know? a pistol. She's like a real card. Yes. Like she's a real crack up, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's funny you say that because I have some really great pics of um, her from that era and she's just a smoke show I wearing bet. like that slinky dress and that feather hat and the gloves. You know what I mean? Awesome. Yeah. Man, if you can grab one of those, I'd love to put it on her grid for this episode. Oh, I will. I'll yeah, grab it. That would be amazing. Okay, cool. Awesome. Um, my butt of the week is Tema, our friend Tema Saul. Go check out our app with Tema. It was a great time. And Tema was just nominated by the Los Angeles Background Actors Awards for Best Female Stand-In for her work on Abbott Elementary. Congrats. Uh, it's fucking cool. She uh, posted this really great thing about it on Instagram. And she's just like, we went to tour the Warner Brothers studio a lot. And I saw the um, set for Abbott Elementary. And I was like, we know someone who works there. 
that's fucking cool. She's just doing so great. I'm so stoked for her. So congrats, Tama. And she's at Tama Saul on Instagram for all of her comedy and performance fun. That's so great. So great. Nice. Not as much arguing this time. Not so much arguing. I, I showed up determined to smoke a joint and have a good time with you. So <laughs> set, you know, the the setting and the set, the mm-hmm. intention. Yeah. Have a good time. Yeah. Maybe I'll exercise before the pod from now on. Yeah. Maybe I'll go sweat some of that out. I feel like you and I should do a, a friendly hike every Sunday where we smoke a joint and we laugh about like sky band-aids before we record deal okay i'll even <laughs> shake on that when we're done <laughs> um thank you all for tuning in again hit us up at weed and grub on instagram our tiktok is mike and mary jane it's doing quite well we just started but it's already popping off I'm so stoked. Um, we're also on youtube we just started that but we broke 300 subscribers Woo-hoo. which when you start at zero and it's very recent uh, means the world as well and um our email again is wg at weed and leave a review on spotify leave a review on itunes please uh, leave a review with a friend by telling a friend. Yep. <laughs> get our get our names swirling in people's ears. We yeah. love all the help we can get. Um, and last but not least, um, the day this drops, I will be having my show Glazers After Party at the Comedy Store. And then after that, I will be in Hawaii. So if you're in Hawaii, check me out in Honolulu, Oahu headlining. Um, and then after that, we are at SF Sketchfest. Uh, link is in our bio. Link is in this show get tickets we we're gonna basically do npr's wait wait don't tell me for the counterculture it's just gonna be prizes stand up games trivia yep snacks we're working on writing it up right now and i'm having such a good time i just came yeah i'm so excited so please i just came (laughs) bye (laughs) that's the end bye come on i think so okay bye bye everyone